We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Nathan Milton with the Super Chat says, biggest college football scandal you recall, how does Michigan compare? I mean, Pony, Ex- Pony Ex- Ex- Express is the first thing that pops to me, for like the SMU stuff back in the day with the Trans Am and all that good stuff, right? All those recruiting violations, that's yeah. the one that pops. Well, but, there's there's some stuff that happened at Michigan State the last 10 years that no one's talking about for some reason that just has gotten kind yeah. of brushed under the rug. Stuff that happened in the D'Antonio era. The stuff at Bryles that happened at Baylor was pretty bad oh, that's too. Bad. That was bad. Yeah, it was really you know bad. that 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 Florida that's, under that's, Urban Meyer was pretty yeah, bad too. Those man. are those are different types of scandals that yes. in real life are far more important than what's happening in Michigan. Right, because you're talking about sexual assault and and you know criminality happening and things like that. Like yeah. th- those are much more important. But if you were to yep. say, what's the biggest football-related scandal? This is up there. I mean, this is up there. Yeah. You know, and and there's been some, like, point-shaving stuff that's happened in the past. Like, remember the um, – I don't think he did it when he was a player, but there was a former Notre Dame kicker that got in some trouble with some some point-shaving stuff when he was out of college. Uh, Pendergast, I think is his name. Okay. Uh, there's been some things like that that have happened. But, I mean, this is a pretty big one to me because yeah. – it's something that's having an impact on results of games and results of games right. impact people's lives because sure. you get, you get fired, you get promoted, you don't, you know, all those type of things. And, and just, it's almost to the point now where some of the stuff they're saying is like, when somebody's like, yeah, there's, there's, he was on the sideline of someone else's. And I'm like, guys, come on. Now we're just getting into like conspiratorial stuff. Right. And you know me, Ryan, I'm all for a good conspiracy. Cause in the last five years, most of the good conspiracies have come true. But it's like, you, now we're just getting a little crazy. And then you see the pictures, and you're like, holy crap, I think that might actually be him. Like, yeah. the depth of how deep this goes. Like, I mean, this the initial accusation was bad enough. And if yeah. it turns out to be true that, like, they had tapped into Ohio State's computers, and, like, it, it's just like, man, if this stuff is true, you just can't justify anyone being employed there that's currently employed there. You just can't. Yeah. And I hate to say that because that's impacting people's lives, man. And maybe not everybody knew about it, but it's kind of like if you knew about it and didn't and, and didn't participate in it, but you also didn't say anything. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, you you, you know, you're 
you're not an accomplice, but you know, you're someone who could have stepped up and made and, and, and stopped it. And you chose not to. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, a couple of these, a couple of those pop for sure, like in the mind. And I agree that this recent one is probably going to be up there in the controversy. I mean, the Penn State one, obviously, with the, you know, hiding a sexual predator. For yeah, a like those things are terrible. And, yeah. and, but like the Baylor, but those to me are in a different category. Yeah. And I, you know, it's just, it's hard for me to compare that to this because then it's kind of like, well, then I can't really talk about this one because at the end of the day, this is just about football. Right. So this right? is just more like a category of like, you know, yeah. deflate gate and like that type of right. stuff. Right. Point like shaving. Right. You know, right. buying players, putting ineligible players in the field that you don't know ineligible, right. things like that. You know, like it, it's it's hard to compare that, like what's going on now to send because like like if you're going to try to do that to try to make this like see because some people are doing that. Well, this isn't like what happened at Penn State. I'm like, that's kind of a, a really cheap way of trying to defend your program. Right. That's a different deal. That's a different situation. That's something that always needs to be dealt with. But it's it's not football related. This is fo- you cheated. Sure. Right. Yeah. Just because you didn't allow the horrible things to happen that happened at Penn State and Baylor and these other places doesn't mean Vanderbilt. Right. Under James Franklin. Yeah. Remember some of the accusations about what happened there. Some of the hazing yeah. stuff that happened in Northwestern and Penn State yeah. and, and different things. Right. Th- that that doesn't mean that this still isn't a big deal. Right. And I know you're not saying that, Ryan. I'm, I'm responding to like yeah. some of the spin coming from Michigan people. Uh, well, this isn't as bad as that. I'm like, yeah, but it's still wrong. And it right. still needs to be dealt with. And I don't know that they will, but it's just, it's fascinating because if, if half of the stuff that they're accused of is true, this is like, just like put them on the death penalty. No, don't put them on the death penalty, <laughs> but you know, they should probably have a new coaching staff, like right. a full, yeah. like that, anyone that's, that's... that wasn't a player needs to be fired. That's I mean, that's why my mind went to SMU with Eric Dickerson and Craig James and those guys because I was like that literally was the death penalty. They were like, "We're done yeah. here, folks. Like we're done." Right. <laughs> you know I mean? and, and, and I don't know that I support that. 
Right. Uh, it's just because I, I mean, to me, that stuff doesn't really fix anything. You know, fire anyone that was involved with football or this thing. You know, so I'm firing every staffer, every GA, every assistant coach, every every anyone that would could any any way possible had anything to do with this. Right. I'm firing ball boys because now the latest allegation is the ball boys were signaling, whether it's run or pass, which I some of the stuff I don't buy. And I think some of this stuff is just piling on, you know, and, and it's like, how, how, I mean, you guys are really training your ball boys to be able to make calls and know if it's run or pass. Like, come on. Like, yeah. but still, that's There's what I'm saying. Even, if, even just stuff, half man. this stuff is like, if the Michigan state thing, if the, if the ball boy thing and the Ohio the state thing. thing turn out to be not true, but the yeah. other stuff is the Michigan, you know, the sideline at central Michigan, that, that's still, you all deserve to be fired. Well, Jim Harbaugh didn't know. Then he should even be more so fired because he I, had I always, that I little control that over stuff, his program. Man. I always hate right? that stuff. He didn't, he didn't know. Sure, he didn't. Isn't okay. it your One, job he didn't. to know? Yeah, right. One, he did. Two, if he didn't, then he's a very irresponsible leader of men. And so, like, No longer yeah, deserves the, that responsibility. So either way, yeah. it's a fireable offense. Right. Because if you're so that many... oblivious to your program, really? Yeah. Yeah. And Nathan, it's such a hard question too, because there's been so many recruiting scandals over the years. Like, I mean, I think back to like Florida during the urban Meyer era and remember Ole Miss with like the Robert Kandichis oh, of the yeah. world and all that type of stuff. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. been going on forever. I mean, it's yes. just, you know, even recently, Jeremy Pruitt, you know, yep. and uh, with, with and, the McDonald's yeah. bags or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like somebody says, should Michigan get a bowl ban? No. Fire the coaches and let the kids play in the bowl game with you know new or or let the coaches play in the bowl, coach in the bowl game so the kids can have a chance to go play. Just say you don't get any revenue from it. That's the, you want to hurt them. Like this is what this is what will happen. They'll do some kind of penalty that'll just punish the players. That, that yeah. you know, primarily punish the players. And you know, fire the coaches with cause, which means no buyouts. Let them coach the season out. Let them coach the bowl game so the kids can have their final shot and then make sure they get zero revenue from bowl games. That's what, like, that's what every penalty should be about is that right there. Make it a financial one and take away scholarships that that should be punishment for these things. You know, the whole, if I go and put last year's Ohio state game on Ryan and watch it again, does the final score change at the end? No, it doesn't. The game's already been played. Ohio state lost Michigan won. It is what it is. So I hate the whole vacating wins thing. You want to hurt teams. You want to get teams to stop cheating. Make the financial penalty, subs- make it sting. That's the only way to get, you want to get people to stop cheating, make the punishment so severe that they would never dream of doing that again. Yeah. You know, and um, I'm a big believer in that. Big believer in that. You ever see the movie Swordfish? Well, it's an older movie to me. But there's okay. a scene in there. John Travolta is like this anti-terrorist guy that's kind of also a terrorist. It's a very interesting plot twist. But his basic response was their goal was to basically if a, if a, if a, a terrorist group or a country commits an act against the United States, the consequences are so severe that you and no one else will ever dream of, of doing something like that again. Right? That's mm-hmm. the kind of – but the only way to do that to college football programs is there's one way to do that money take their money away and that's it that would that would hurt them yeah 
We had another super chat from Tyler Evans. Give me a head coach you would love to play for if you're a five-star kid. It doesn't even have to be a five-star kid, Tyler. I would love to play for Kyle Whittingham. Would love. I've yep. always wanted to play for Kyle Whittingham. He does it the right way and he develops, man. So, yeah, love Kyle. That doesn't shock me at all that that's your answer. You know, just because guy as well. Yeah. Well, well, in your you're a middle linebacker. That was what you did, yep. and that is the Gary kind of Patterson would have been another answer. Yeah, for me, that's yeah, the kind yeah. of program that 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 you know would have been tough, would have been demanding. You know, yep. but it would have been like right up your alley, and uh, from every from all accounts, a good man as well. Yep. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind playing for him. Um, and I've heard Salt Lake City is very beautiful. Never been, but I hear sure it's very is. beautiful. Sure does. Sure I mean, is. there's a lot. I, I wouldn't mind. I'd play for Dabo. I'd obviously play for Marcus Freeman. You know, there's a lot of guys that I wouldn't mind playing for. I'd play for Dino Babers just as a human being. I don't. I don't think he's that good of a coach. You know, Dino is really good he's guy. A really cool guy. He's yeah. A really cool guy. Um, yeah. I'd play for Mike Elko in a heartbeat. You know, he, yeah. he's another one that would I would think would kind of be up your alley too, Ryan, because he's he's a he's a guy that cares about people, does things the right way, class guy, but also very demanding and is all about we're going to yeah. be physical and 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 well coached and all that. So there's a lot of guys like that. The list is pretty long of guys that I would play for because there's I, we don't we don't talk enough about this. There's a lot of good guys coaching football. We we have this perception like all these coaches are d bags and cheaters and all that i'm like okay there are certainly some and in, in, in a lot actually in a lot of ways but there's still also a lot of guys i got a buddy who played in the nfl and and he would say like he hated how the media would c- cover the nfl because he'd like they would always talk about whatever ryan leaf did wrong or whatever player was getting in trouble he's like like 95 percent of us we went home to our wives and kids afterwards we weren't doing all this kind of stuff you know and, but nobody ever talks about that we're going out and doing spending our time at charities and helping out our community. Nobody talk would talk about that. They, you know, front page of the news, Ryan Leaf says this, or so-and-so did that. And, you know, that's just kind of, kind of how it is. But there's, there's a lot of good dudes out there. I know one guy I wouldn't want to play for, and that's Jim Harbaugh. And then I also wouldn't want to play for that guy down in Columbus either. Hard pass on that one. Yeah. So I always had a soft spot for Mac Jones. Mac Jones always seemed like a cool dude to me too. So Mac Brown, Mac Brown. I mean, Mac Brown, yeah. Mac Jones. Someone said Mac Jones in the chat, and he got me. He got me messed up there. But uh, although I could see Mac Jones being a coach someday, I could be. Him <laughs> I would not want to play for Mac Jones. He seems like a turd. But that's another conversation. Oh, is he really? As a as a. Oh okay. uh, yeah, he's he's a he's apparently very uh, very hard to deal with. Apparently, okay, yeah. dude, you're not yeah. that good. That's crazy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, Andre Tonsil, what I need to see from Notre Dame from last year against Clemson is similar run game, but passing game go for 250 yards would be nice. And seeing our receivers score three or four touchdowns, thoughts. Great. Man, if Notre, if Notre Dame's receivers score three or four touchdowns, this is going to be a blowout. And you I have mean, a similar seriously. run game to last year as well. Yeah. Like, all right, you're going for 500 yeah. this game. I mean, it's <laughs> it's going to be a blowout. I mean, it's going to be yeah. a major blowout. I Honestly, I just want to see growth, Andre. Just be able to make some plays in the pass game. You don't need to, if you throw for 250 and four touchdowns, that's phenomenal. I don't think yeah. you necessarily need that. This is the four touchdowns part, but I mean, getting it close to 250 passing yards is going to, I think, kind of be needed, though. I do, I do think that. I don't yeah. know that the four touchdowns are needed, although I would gladly take it, but you're going to have, look, Clemson's not going to let you run the ball like they did last year. I just, they're just, they're That'd not. Doesn't mean you can't run on them, but like for, you know, 268 with no pass help, that ain't happening. If you get to 268 again, it's because you softened them up with some big plays in the past game. I just don't see that happening. And as we pointed out last year, that's an anomaly, Ryan. 
if Notre Dame blows him out again and Sam Hartman throws for like a hundred yards, it'd be like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know football anymore. I don't, I don't, I give up trying to predict. We're not doing anymore. IB predictions have been negated. It's not, yeah, no, we're not doing anymore. We had a question from Eric Santini said thoughts on Cam Hart or Xavier Watts, not making the Jim Thorpe semifinal list. How many guys are on a semifinal list for the Jim Thorpe, by the way? Let's see. 16 here. or something, um, I feel like. Yeah, it's a it's a high number. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Benjamin Morrison made it. Okay. So yeah. And like I mean Nate Wiggins isn't on there. None of the Clemson kids are on there. Yeah. I see Cole Bishop's on there. Didn't he? Yeah, he good player. Uh Denzel Burke, Cooper DeJean. Okay. Bernardo Green from Florida State. He's I mean they're Travis Hunter, he's missed half the year. Uh, and just and got torched and okay, whatever. That's all about reputation. Kool-Aid McKinstry, of course. Jacob Robert Robinson from BYU, Willie Roberts from Louisiana Tech, Jalen Simpson from Auburn, Malachi Starks from Georgia. Yep, he's been really good. TJ sure. Tampa from Iowa State, and then Trey Taylor from Air Force. Uh mm-hmm. Ben Cam Hart not being on there doesn't surprise me at all because these I, things I are a lot know. about numbers. These things are about yep. numbers. And I think that's the thing that's hurting Nate, a kid like Nate Wiggins too. Is like he's given up no catches for no yards, but it has it's like a, what, what one pick, no picks, right? Because they don't throw right. at him. Nobody throws at him. Uh, and it, it, that's how I mean. This is the same award that gave the uh, the the final award to Ahmad Gardner's teammate. Like Kobe Bryant, no one yeah. on the planet thought that Kobe Bryant was better than Ahmad Gardner, but he had better stats because nobody threw at Ahmad. That's you know, that's why these awards just don't and, mean, it's and not, it's not, I mean a whole lot. They they also gave it to Travis Hodges Tomlinson last year when Clark Phillips was the obvious yeah, choice to win that award right. last year, like so obvious. But, but he played. Yeah, you Cam know, Hart played a great team, right? Yep. Cam Hart like, does not surprise to TC, me at all. Eric. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Cam um, Hart does not surprise Xavier me at Watts, all. Does that surprise you at all, Ryan? Him not being on there with what he's done. I mean, did they like have uh, the votes in before the last couple of weeks? Like, when do the when's the voting come in? Like. No, nah, it, pr- it probably just happened over the last few days. I, yeah, I would. I mean, guy I leads would the nation in interceptions, so he's... And should should he be on there? Yes. Am I surprised he's on, not on there? No, because I think there's also preseason name recognition that goes into that award, yeah, which we've talked so about. I'm not shocked. Yeah. Not shocked. Yeah. Before the year, not not many national people knew who Xavier Watts was. He had zero career interceptions. Like he wasn't on the radar, right? So yeah. yeah. Now I could be wrong here, but I know that some of the awards. You can put a guy on the finalist that wasn't on the semifinal list if something like if a guy does great. I know some of the awards you can do that. I've yeah. seen guys that weren't semifinalists get put on the finalist list. I don't know if the Jim Thorpe is one of those. I have no idea. Not sure. Which that. one do which sure. one do you vote on, Ryan? I know you vote on, the on Davey O'Brien. Davey O'Brien. Davey O'Brien. Okay. Yeah. Are I you don't think that's how that works in Davey. So okay. Yeah. Meaning like you can only pick from the from yeah, the other from groups. The yeah. I think it's like top. 32 then they read it down to 16 then it goes to eight to four and then the finalist or whatever so yeah yeah joe allen with clemson being near the bottom in the red zone how uh red zone percentage how aggressive should the defense be right off the bat to keep their spirits down i mean my thing joe is you should be as aggressive as you always plan to be like that's my thing i don't i'm not a big believer ryan in saying, hey, let's let's do something beyond what we do because of this, you know, to hurt their emotional psyche. 
if I'm going to do more than I normally do, it's because schematically it makes sense because their left side of their offensive line can't handle stunts. So we're going to run a third more stunts than we normally run. It'd be something like that. Their, their quarterback doesn't handle this disguised coverage very well. So we're going to run that more than we normally do because he's bad at it or it gives us some advantage or limits a disadvantage we have. It's not because I want to mostly break them. Does that make sense? So like, I'm not yeah. against what you're saying, Joe. I I think there's merit to being a, aggressive at times, but with Phil Maffa, with the receivers they have who aren't big-time players, the last thing I want to do is be overly aggressive, and then that one time you make a mistake, that running back's creasing it for a big play. Happening at right. Florida State, right? Or or you catch a slant route, Benjamin Morrison slips and falls, and then there's nobody else out there. 60-yard touchdown, and you just let that team get back in the game. So you've got to balance that, too, a little bit, Ryan, with when it comes to getting a little bit more aggressive than you normally would. Uh, I still think this team is a – you don't need to be more aggressive to dominate them. You're athletic enough to dominate their – I mean, they had to move Tristan Lee into right guard because they're having issues there. Now they've got Colin Sadler playing left tackle. Like, just do things to take advantage of that. Yeah. Sure. But I, I'm not necessarily being more aggressive. It's just. Just keep doing what you're doing, yeah. man. You have a winning formula. Don't mess yeah. it up. Don't mess... That you already held... has some aggressiveness built into it. Right. You have yeah. already held some pretty good offenses down based upon just doing what you do. I'm not reinventing the wheel this week. I'm not changing my philosophy. Al Golden, this defensive staff. Just do what you do, cuz. I, I trust you guys. I trust you guys at this point. So don't overthink it. Yep. Agree. And that's what we talked about, right, Ryan, in the in, in Monday's mailbag, mm-hmm. is what we're finally seeing from Al Golden is he is trusting his players. He's not feeling like I have to out-scheme the other team all the time. I mean, there's some really good scheming going on, but it's within the framework of I trust my kids to play at a high level. Don't go away yep. from that for some reason because it's a big game or because you've – you have an apparent weakness, like you do things that would be normally what you would do to take advantage of where you can whoop this team. I still yeah. want to see the D line be turned loose because if you can pressure this kid with your D line plus a linebacker, which is kind of who Notre Dame is, he will throw three or four balls that you have a shot to pick off. At least he just will. That's just who he is right now. And yeah. uh, I want to take advantage of that. And I'm disguising the heck out of my coverages because which Notre Dame already does, because he yes. he will guess wrong. That's the other thing too, Ryan. He will guess wrong because he he's a young kid. He's a he's a true sophomore. I mean, that's the thing is like he's what's he making? Uh, this will be start number nine of the season, so tenth career start. Yep. Young player. Sounds right. We had a question from Michael Johnson who says, "Where are we with the defensive lineman from Simeon Academy in Chicago?" Of course, that's Christopher Burgess, twenty twenty five defensive end. Uh, Michael, basically, I mean, Christopher has now been on campus four separate times since he's been offered in the pot of gold offer event on St. Patrick's Day. He was most recently, obviously, there for the Ohio State game a couple weeks ago. Where we are is that Christopher has been very open to the fact of he is not making a college decision until his mom comes on him on these trips and takes a look at every place that he likes, right? So it's been a feeling out process as far as what schools does he like Notre Dame is obviously one of those schools that he really likes. You wouldn't come back to a place four different times if you don't like a a place like that. So Christopher Burgess is high on Notre Dame. 
I think that Notre Dame will be in it until the very end. I think Notre Dame will end up having a very good chance at Christopher Burgess. His mom is going to have a great input. I think it's very telling that he wants mom to be able to see all these colleges and help him make a decision. The only place, to my knowledge, that she has been to with him so far is Ohio as Notre Dame, excuse me, against Ohio State a few weeks ago. So that's a good sign that the first school that he wanted his mom to come look at with him was Notre Dame, and mom really liked Notre Dame a lot. So I think Notre Dame could have a potential ally with the mother, which never hurts anything. So I think that they will have a shot in the end. It's just about now you have to outlast some other really good schools. Alabama is offered this kid. Ohio State is offered this kid. There's going to be some schools that are going to be pulling and prodding, trying to get him back on campus, try to win over the mom. I think that Notre Dame has a chance to have some state power in that recruitment. I want to respond to something real quick in the chat. It's a comment okay. from, let me find it here real fast. It's from Jace. Uh, nope. Where was it? Ricky Harris says, I saw an article where they said Gino Gadouli is a big time candidate for the OC at Iowa. I truly hope that he doesn't that leave too. Iowa. Seriously. Here's the thing. Let me just say something to you all right now. He may well be 90 plus percent of the initial here's who the candidates are, are nothing more than a media people just putting out lists that they think should be in it. And then just saying, this is who the candidates are. That's usually not who it is. Like I saw lists for the, when the O coordinator job was coming up last year, I saw people putting here's candidates. And I'm like, I know for a fact, four of those guys are not candidates for this job, but people <laughs> just kind of put out their lists. And sometimes it's agents spreading that kind of stuff sure. for various reasons. And sometimes it's because I want to stay, but I, I want more money. Uh, I put zero stock in any list you see today about who yeah. the OC is going to be at Iowa right now. I Zero stock in it. That doesn't mean yeah. that when it comes that time that Gino may not be there. And if he does leave, that's a bummer. But, you know, Notre Dame's in a position where there's going to be a lot of quarterback coaches that are going to be like, Gee, do I want to go to Notre Dame and work with Kenny Minchie, CJ Carr, and Deuce Knight? Yeah, sure, I'll do that. I mean, you know, <laughs> they're going to have no problem hiring a new quarterbacks coach. Um, and and that's not in any way a, a, a shot at, at Gino Gadouli because he's part of the reason why it's so attractive because he had a big role in getting Deuce Knight to Notre Dame. So, but I, I, you know, I wouldn't worry at all about those type of lists. There's four weeks left in the season. I promise well, so you. Not right now. The time. Yeah, I promise really you, Gino Gadouli's not concerned about that. Gino Gadouli is focused on beating Clemson. That's what his yep. focus is on right now. So I, I just, I say it every year. It's worth mentioning again when you see these lists being put out. The vast majority of them are just people throwing out names. That, yeah, that's that's what it is. And they'll say, well, this guy worked with that guy at this place. And so, sure, he's a candidate. And I'm like, no, no, he's not. We had Beefeater says, Brian, would you rather be responsible for cleaning, pressing Harbaugh's dirty khakis or buying Ryan Day his seasonal Victoria's Secrets wardrobe? That's would be easy. Uh, I would do the one for Ryan Day because all I got to do is buy it and drop it off at his freaky house. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not proud of cleaning and pressing some other dude's clothes are you crazy no i would um probably a lot yeah. of boogers in the pockets too so yeah it's just weird who knows what's going on with those things so yeah i want no part of that action like if i'm buying something that's hasn't been worn yet i'm buying it from a store i'm putting it in a bag and i'm dropping it off that's pretty much it right. but the the moral of the story is, is i would do neither job but if i had to do one yeah plus the seasonal whatever you said is a seasonal thing where the yeah. 
khakis. I can just I just have this vision of Jim Harbaugh having this huge closet, and it's like eighty five just different pet khakis in a row. You know, it's like nah, I and a bunch of sweater sweaters and yeah. some hats. Yeah, yeah, that's all he's got. Yeah, yeah, he's got like twenty of the just the block M hats. You know, just yeah. like lined up. Yeah, I could see that. Nathan Milne, if Michigan scandal shakes their 2024 class, are there any you would like to call Notre Dame? We've, I mean, we've talked about we, yeah, that, right, Brian? Like, it's just, it's just kind of, it's there's not many spots left, Nathan. I mean, the only guy that would make any reasonable sense is interior defensive line is still a need that you have in the Owen 2024 Wafel. class. So, like, if yeah. Owen Wafel wanted to come and you could fix that relationship, like, maybe you know but like yeah. i know like one name that people keep bringing up is like andrew sprague it's like Notre Dame already has four offensive line you don't need andrew sprague and you could have had andrew sprague probably right. if you wanted andrew sprague and you chose not to so and if you're gonna go after a michigan offensive lineman i'm going after the fraser kid not sprague like that's who i would he's he's not even their best offensive line commit he might be their i don't know what the rankings are maybe he's he's highly more highly ranked but i know um I mean, there's the we talked about the suit, Ryan. Some of their better recruits are like Jordan. We talked about Jordan Marshall as an example. He's a good football player. I like he's him. just not as good as the kids in our name already has. So that's really what it comes down to. There's just nobody. The, their class is significantly better than Michigan's. Significantly. Yeah. And Michigan doesn't have a bad classroom. They have some decent players in there. Solid it's just they're just not as good as Notre Dame's. It's it's opinion. a better class than the way they had the last couple of years, which is good yeah. for them. But yeah. 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 Throwing hands, Irish. Does Aldrich estimate have a chance of winning the Doak Walker Award? I would say yeah. I think he has a chance. Um, a chance. I mean, because he's one of the leading rushers in college football. He's also a very like, because this stuff shouldn't matter as much as it does sometimes. But he's got a really good personality, right? And mm-hmm. voters, I think, will like that. Like you see him in some of the like hype videos Notre Dame does, and you you just kind of know that he's the guy offensively for Notre Dame at the running back position, you know? So I think he has some power in that regard. Cause I, I also don't think there's like a couple of the guys that I thought preseason could be that guy really haven't done that this year. I mean, like, those, Blake, what's that? Who are some of those? Like Blake Corm, obviously. Like Blake Corm was one, but he's he's been good, but he hasn't been like as good as he was last year. Rocket Sanders is one that's been banged up for Arkansas. Trey Benson's been okay, but not as good as I thought he was going to quite be this year, as far as production wise. Like I just I just thought there would be a couple guys that might be in that conversation more. I mean, right now I would say if I had a vote today, it would probably be Ollie Gordon from Oklahoma State. But like, it, does Aldrich have a chance? Aldrick has yeah. a chance for sure. I'm sure, he has the, a chance. The, and the problem with a guy like Ollie Gordon, I would say Ryan is he's his not because he's just. It goes back to what you said earlier. Who the heck knew who Ollie Gordon was before the season, right? And so there's going to be in order for a guy like that to me to win the award, his numbers would have to be so nuts that he's that he's able to do it. Now it, he could do that. I mean, if he's if he's if he stays on the 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 track that he's on now, right? Where if you just look at his last four games. He had 136 against K-State, 168 against uh, Kansas, 282 against West Virginia, 271 against Cincinnati. You divide that by four, and you go then times four. So you're adding another 800 yards on his current numbers. If he stays on that path, yeah, he'll have a shot. But the thing that Audric has going for him on the flip side is Audric will have some more spotlight games where he played well. And and he'll have the brand recognition, the Notre Dame brand recognition. That that'll help him. 
And I think that's partly why Notre Dame kept him in the game against Pitt last week for one more series. I mean, it was easy to see. He was at 93 yards. They put him in for two more carries. He got over 100 yards. They took him out. We didn't see him again. I'm, um, you know, in the yeah. third quarter, I don't mind doing that. I wouldn't want to see that in the fourth quarter. And, you know, if, if he can go out and have a, a repeat performance against Clemson of what he did last year, 100 yards, and then the next two games he's going to roll, he's going to be sitting there close to 1,300 yards, 17, 18 touchdowns. Yeah, he'll have a shot. He'll have okay. a shot. Just, I would say he's probably more in the he'll be a finalist as opposed to he'll be the winner. The guy, Unless he just finishes really, really strong. Really, because he's right now like I think 11th, uh, 9th in total yard, 8th in total yards, but he is 17th in yards per game. Right. But he also is tied for fourth in touchdowns. And he's got a a pretty good yards per carry average right now. He's 6'2 right now. So again, if he can finish strong against teams that aren't great, he'll have a shot. But a shot. I, I wouldn't vote for him. I, I wouldn't expect him to get it today. He's going to have to finish really strong. Because to your point, Ryan, the kid from Oklahoma State is red hot. And if he goes out there on Saturday and just rips up Oklahoma, I mean, now he has a spotlight game. Because like that's the thing. is He doesn't have a spotlight game right now. If he rips yep. up Oklahoma, then he now has a spotlight game where he's, you know, he starts being recognized. Nobody cares what he did against Cincinnati. Do that against Oklahoma on national TV. Now people are paying attention. It shouldn't be that way, but that's just the reality of the way that it is with a lot of these deals. We had Serena Spies, 22, the question. If Notre Dame punches Clemson and they punch back, is Notre Dame geared to give other punches and the last one? I, I think that this team is, Serena. Like I, I, I do think that they can be. I would have had my my skepticism in past years, but I really think that this is a little bit of a different wired team. You know, like and I think that for the most part under Marcus Freeman, teams have responded, right? As far as like when there's adversity in, in, from a game to game perspective and even from in, in games for the most part. And last week against Pitt, we'll talk about this after, you know, uh, you know, recently, but that game showed me something. It it really did. I talked about that on the Monday show. As far as I could have seen past Notre Dame teams in some capacity coming out of that game a little bit flat and winning, but like not making you feel like, wow, like they really dominated that football team from start to finish. I think that Notre Dame has some resiliency to them. I think that they are wired that way because I think that we talked about it yesterday. I think that Marcus Freeman has programmed into them the one play, one life mantra as far as the next play is the most important one. The next game is the most important I do not think that they will back down if Clemson benches back. Agree. That's what they've shown, right? And and I also think Clemson's a team that at least defensively will also punch back. Like that's the thing. I just it would be so outside of Clemson's character to just get punched in the mouth a couple times and quit. I just I don't see them being that team. I mean, this it's one of those things, Ryan, we talked about where Notre Dame could win this game and even win this game convincingly, and you're still walk you're still happy that you got a bye week next week. You know yep. what I mean? Like physically, you're, you're going to come out of this one bruised up, you know, and 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 the teams that that can beat Clemson, the ones that can punch back and the teams that have the athleticism to neutralize the perimeter. Well, this Clemson team doesn't have those same perimeter advantages they've had in the past. And that's a big part of what's uh, kept them down. So, yeah, Notre Dame is certainly capable, certainly capable of that. And Ryan, 
That yes. is, uh, we got one more okay. that we have to ask. I'm going to read it from Mark Avalon. Okay. Halloween candy, Ryan, when it comes to handing out, are you a snack size or a full size house? Uh, we get a lot of traffic here, so I'm a snack size guy because I'm not made of money. I'm sorry, Mark. It's not. <laughs> sorry to the same. kids in the neighborhood, but I'm, I'm not same. made of money. Yeah, yeah. same here. We are a uh, we are a a, a um, snack size family yep. as well. So I was going to be Plus the Grinch this year and uh, just give him like erasers or something like that or pencils, but I was nice. Yeah, Angela and I were joking about that yesterday. She's like, "What do you think if like?" Gave out toothbrushes, kind of jokingly, and I was like, "I do not want to be known as that family. I do right. not want to that." Apples. No thanks. Actually, yeah. I would love an apple. If someone gave me an apple, I'd be like, "Cool, yeah. thanks." Actually, apple. It's always a good apple, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, we got what some. We had some. Um, I don't know safety class and all that kind of thing when I was a kid that they talked about. Like you know, you got to check your food because they can put like razor razors and things. And one of the examples they gave was an apple. So I just for the rest of my life on Halloween, I was freaked out by getting an apple. Just that's because funny. I was like, there's going to be a razor blade in it. So, Oof. yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it, Ryan. That's going right. to do it. There was a question about uh, something, but that'll be addressed in the show tomorrow. So that's going to do it. Why don't you go ahead and take us out of here, Mr. Roberts? All right. Well, everyone, appreciate you all, for as always, for joining us for the show today. Again, we talked a little bit about Notre Dame's huge opportunity against Clemson. We also gave a little bit of a breakdown earlier in the show. So if you joined us late here, Make sure you go back and listen to that section of the podcast. Of course, we hit the mailbag at the end. Before you leave, if you could just hit that like button for us, make sure listening on YouTube, you subscribe. Make sure you hit that notification bell. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, five-star reviews are very much appreciated. Make sure you're also subscribed to that channel as well. Brian will be back for his solo show tomorrow. So make sure, again, notification bell on. Go to boards.irishbreakdown.com. We'll have some further recruiting and team intel. Before I went to bed last night, I gave a little bit of an update on Ivan Taylor. So make sure that you guys are tapping in to the message board at boards.irishbreakdown.com. We will talk Nine to you again. Tonight. Nine o'clock tonight. Yes. CSB Nation. Uh, God football yeah. playoff review, rankings review show. Check it out. Which, which is why you should hit that notification bell. And you would know that that show is coming up with the CFB Nation on the CFB Nation channel. Make sure you subscribe to CFB Nation on YouTube as well for that live show tonight following the college football playoff initial ranking coming out. That's Brian Driscoll. I'm Ryan Roberts. We will catch you all next time on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.